people spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to The JK Experience. Going, okay, I'm gonna take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you, you feel you're talented in that. Pursue that, who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. All right, everybody. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. Hey, this is two episodes in a row with no J-Man over here. So uh, once again, you guys are just going to have to put up with me and uh, find out where my crazy mind's going to take us here. So um, hey, I thought I would dive into this. All right. So uh, we talk often about like how we have different companies uh, underneath the umbrella of um, Kalinowski Enterprises. And we don't really kind of dive into those very often. We don't really like kind of talk about those ones. We really are primarily talked about the real estate side of things because that's primarily where, you know, that's where we live in most of the day. That's kind of the hub of our, um, of our world. And the spokes are different companies that um, kind of really play off of it. And um, obviously James, the managing director of our um, Coldwell Banker, the legacy group, is really focused on obviously real estate agents and entrepreneurs and, um, and building careers and, and changing and impacting lives. Right. And I will say though, so like across the board though, that's really the mission of our companies is to really be impacting and empowering and changing people's lives. And we do this by creating opportunities. We do this by creating, um, uh, jobs and creating opportunities for people to come and work under that umbrella. And it is a passion of ours uh, and the people that uh, are under that umbrella as well too. It's a passion of theirs is too to impact people's lives, right? And so one of the one of the companies that we have is Kingsman, and uh, this has been like uh, something that's been evolving over the last couple of years. And I kind of just want to dive into that, and I want to talk about a principle, and I want to talk about like some things that I, I, I took away from this vacation that uh, Kate and I had recently just gotten back from. But Kingsman came about because I, as a man, was trying to figure myself out. I, as a man, was trying to figure out, like, how do I become the best dad? How do I become the best husband? How do I, like, become the best business person I possibly can? How do I live this faith that I know that I have inside of me on the outside into my business and into my family and into the world as, a, as we know it, Right. And I was just searching and searching and searching, and there was really nothing I could find, man. There was nothing that allowed me to just be this man. And, and I wanted to be more than just one-dimensional. We've talked about being more than one-dimensional, but gosh, for years, I just hadn't heard that message, right? I, I I've heard from you know people that had this just tremendous faith, but they were just complete train wrecks, either in their marriage or maybe even in their finances. Or I'd heard from uh, people that were just tremendously successful when it came to their um their finances, but uh, once again, their health was out of whack or their marriage, they were on their fourth uh, divorce and uh, they, they don't even, they were estranged from their, their kids. And I'm like, I don't want that. Like, I want to be the best in this area and I want to be the best in this area. And I want to be the best in this area. It's like, why can't I be like three dimensional, four dimensional, five dimensional, whatever you want? I mean, it doesn't matter, but like, how do, how do you become more than just one dimensional, two dimensional in your life? And so Kingsman kind of came about from that. And Kingsman is a group of men that say, I don't want to be average anymore. 
Like, I don't want to be like this average dude, this average father, uh, this average husband, this average businessman. Like, I want to be exceptional in all those areas, but I want to be like, I want to do it with a foundation knowing of my faith. And, and it's so important for us to be able to do that, especially in a world that we live in now where like, if you, if you profess a certain faith, um, you're criticized for that. And, and you're not allowed really to have that freedom to be able to do that. And so we as men, uh, we need to really start to kind of rise up and uh, we need to rise up in our families. We need to rise up in our communities. And as you can tell, I'm getting really passionate about this um, because I don't think enough men are doing that. And so Kingsmen is about that. It's about that movement. It's about creating that movement. Now, there are other awesome programs that are out there. There are other things that I've been involved in personally as well too. And we were, I was just taking bits and pieces from all of them because once again, man, there were so many great things that maybe this organization had, but it didn't have this component or this one, this organization had this, but it, it was missing and lacking in this area and this component. And so for me, what I was searching for was more of a combination of all of these opportunities and we just kind of put them all together and, and this is where it rose from. So that's one of the businesses that we run. This is when you see, when you see this on the water bottle, when you see sometimes the shirt that I've had on, or you see the wristband, uh, that that's Kingsman that's rising in our, in our life. And it's men taking responsibility, um, as Kings in their lives. And then you've heard me reference my wife and how I referenced her as a queen uh, is because I really, truly believe that, that I call, I call her my queen because she is the queen in my world. And, um, I know that kind of sounds weird for people to hear that sometimes, but that's okay because I believe it and she knows it. Uh, and do you think that doesn't give her confidence in who I believe she is in my world? Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why we have an amazing relationship too. All right. So I want to talk about like, so here's where I'm going with all this, right? I want to talk about some of the things that we talk about as men. I want to talk about on this podcast in particular, because I think it applies to both men and women. And uh, I, I think it's just a really important topic because I feel like a lot of us fall into this. Um, I'm finishing up the book. Um, I'm on our first review and uh, it's, uh, it's kind of like the life story of the things that I went through, but it's also about like, how did I go to a pit and then come out of it? And what are the things that in the areas of my life that I was able to um, come out of in order to go from baseball, no baseball, don't think my life is worth anything. I have no purpose or vision, but I think God somehow has created me to do something more. And it was that kind of that rise out of that pit. And I think oftentimes too many athletes, especially athletes, find themselves waking up one day going, is this all that life has to offer? And so I know that there's no resources out there. I know that there's a few books out there that talk about it, but uh, this was just another, this was an opportunity for me to kind of get uh, the message of Kingsman, but the message of, of our organization and what we do and what we believe in out there. And so I'm really excited about uh, what this book is going to entail. And there'll be um, more podcasts coming up that we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But I want to talk about this this event, uh, this this certain thing that just happened over uh, last week because it's so so relevant. Okay, so we're coming back 
Okay, so we just had this awesome trip. Uh, Kate and I reconnected. Uh, we had some great conversations, but we just really relaxed. We just enjoyed each other. We got to enjoy each other as husband and wives, uh, husband and wife, I should say, and uh, uh, and just enjoy the moment, right? That like the, you know, for those of you that have chaos going around um, your life with children and so many obligations, you know that sometimes you're just high fiving each other, going. I'll talk to you next week, right? And unfortunately, that's the, that's the case that happens. I mean, that's just that's a chapter in life that sometimes we face, right? So, <clears throat> we're we're boarding the plane to go from Cabo to uh, Salt Lake, and this is a two and a half hour flight. Okay, so we get on the plane, and I've got the aisle seat. Kate has got the middle seat. We've got an open seat. And so this gentleman comes down, he's probably mid thirties, pretty big dude, obviously loved to work out and was showing it and uh, comes down, sits down. Shortly after him, two gals come down with two children, probably 18 months to two and a half, three years old at the most, and they sit right behind us. Cool, we got kids, not a big deal, not, not worried at all. 30 seconds later, the youngest kid starts to scream, yell, kick, slam the back of Kate's chair. I mean, just has these temper temper tantrums. All right, I can see it. All right, you're on a plane. It's going to be uncomfortable. The problem is it doesn't stop. It continues to go on and on and on. Mom is doing her best, which her best is really not that good, by the way, but her best of what she's capable of doing and trying to control her kid. And she's not controlling the kid at all. And this gal that's right next to her, which is probably her sister is, is kind of helping out too, but it is in a complete debacle. Now, if, as you, as parents, you probably have been around other parents and you're just like, just control your kid, like discipline your kid. Hey, you're the adult. You need to man up, woman up and be the adult, right? Like you can't let your kids act the way that they were acting, especially in, in, in the air, in the, in the airplane. So their kids are just crazy the entire time, right? Luckily I have like noise reducing, like blocking out earbuds that I put in. Kate, on the other hand, didn't have that. And so she was watching a movie, but could hear obviously everything going on all the time. A half an hour into the trip, the baby is put into the lap of the gentleman that was sitting right next to Kate. Kate and I both looked at each other like, that's the dad? You have got to be kidding me. For an entire, like the first part of the trip, from when they took the seating to the half an hour into the trip, there is no way that we were going to identify that man as that child's father or those children's father. He was completely oblivious to what was going on, never reacting to any of the inappropriate behavior that was happening behind him, never giving assistance to his wife or sister-in-law, whoever the other gal was at all, in order to help control and help discipline the kids. And I'm going, you have got to be kidding me. So right, of course, obviously as Kingsman, I'm thinking, dude, you need to man up in your life. But secondly, I'm going, oh my gosh, bro, like... What else are you oblivious to in your life? Like there was so much chaos going on us. Even the stewardess were not showing up because they didn't want to get involved of what the kids were doing, like the screaming and the yelling and the kicking. And then I didn't even know this, but come to find out even pulling of Kate's hair and the wives didn't do anything. The gal didn't do anything to apologize. 
Now, I know that's a long story and it's kind of like, all right, I'm just ranting here, right? Well, what, what I'm ranting about is this, is that what, like, here's the principle about this whole thing, right? Is that what area in your life are you completely oblivious to? Like what area in your life are you numbing yourself to? Are you, are you avoiding in your life and you are not allowing whatever is going on, the chaos that's going around? Like what are you avoiding? Because here's the thing is I, as I've really been able to digest this situation, here's the thing that I, I walk away from. One is that I, the reason, one of the reasons that I'm just really aggravated it is because that was probably me when I was in my early thirties. And I just kind of want to punch myself in the face. Like there were areas in my life that I was numbing myself from, or I was completely allowing myself to be oblivious to things that were important in my life. So that was one of the reasons that I was upset about this dude. Like, why are you acting like me when I was young? Like, gosh, dang it. Right. The other thing is, is unfortunately there's so many of us men and women that are oblivious. They're numbing that we are numbing ourselves to areas in our life. And the last episode that you heard, I talked about kind of five fundamentals, five foundational pieces that I believe that we can all be exceptional, extraordinary in, right? Faith, family, fitness, finances, and our future, right? And I know for years and years and years, that's what, that, that was what I was struggling with. It's like, I don't want to be numbing myself in these areas. Why am, I, why, am I not, why am I avoiding the hard conversations in this area? Why am I avoiding doing the hard things in this area? Why am I not able to rise up in this area of my life? And I know that all too many of us are avoiding the hard areas in our life. I know all too often husbands and even wives are unwilling to have the hard conversation with each other in order to make the marriage better. I mean, we're running into this right now. Our oldest is 12 years old, and I'm trying to figure out how we best raise a 12-year-old that is in the midst of complete chaos and complete other crap in junior high. And I know it's only going to get worse, people. I know that high school, like, oh, wait till you get to high school. I know that. I get it. That's why we want to be able to tackle it right now. I'm trying not to avoid the hard conversations that I know need to happen because I don't want to have the even harder conversations as they get older because I avoided the ones now. Now, I know that the, the conversations are going to get harder because obviously life's going to throw more and more at us and at them, but I'm not going to avoid having the sex talk with my children now and see the ramifications of it happen in three or four or five years. Or the responsibility it means to have a phone and what you should be texting, what you shouldn't be texting, or where you should be looking up and what you shouldn't be looking up. I'm not going to avoid those conversations now and have to deal with even further ramifications in the future. And so my question to you is like, what are you numbing yourself to? What are you avoiding in your life right now that if you just dealt with it, if you just had the conversation, or if you just made the appointment with the doctor, or if you just showed up to the gym, or if you just returned the phone call, life would get better or life would at least start making some movement forward. I am convinced that we do not have the hard conversations enough in our lives. 
In fact, I will ask you, like, when's the last time you had a hard conversation? When's the last time that you had a hard conversation with somebody in your life? When's the last time somebody had a hard conversation with you? We avoid them at all costs. And unfortunately, it is at all costs. We need to have more of those conversations. We need to stop numbing ourselves in the areas of our life that we feel are important. Like if you want to live an exceptional life, if you want to be a great leader, then you need to have hard conversations. If you want to be a great parent, then you need to be willing to have hard conversations. If you want to be uh, a great father, a great wife, a great uh, mother, a great husband, any of those things, right? If you want to be any of those things right there, you have to be willing to have hard conversations. You have to be willing to go there because you love them more and you love them so much that the pain of not having the conversation hurts worse than the pain of actually having the conversation. And I know that's a hard thing to hear. I know it's a hard thing to like to think about, but like truly that's the price that you need to be willing to pay in order to be the leader you need to be in your life. This last week, uh, we talked about that specifically in our leadership and said, listen, we are not having, I just point this out, we are not having hard enough conversations right now. I can't tell you the last time that we as an internal leadership group in one of our organizations had hard, conflicting, confrontational conversations and nobody could remember either. And so what that was telling me is that we were not loving each other enough to be able to confront each other with situations that we knew were important that we should be tackling. So if you're a leader in an organization, if you are the CEO, if you are the one in charge of making the, uh, the company go forward, when's the last time you had a challenging, difficult, hard conversation with somebody else, one of the team members, or when they had one with you in order to move the company forward? It's so important, people. So we get off the plane and I'm dying. I mean, I, like I had to put in the, the earbuds because I knew that if I went there, I still had like two hours left and I didn't want to be the one getting like, uh, taken away from police, uh, because we got in a fight on a plane. And so I, it took me everything that I could not to confront this gentleman. And I still am still, I'm still trying to figure out like, should I have said something? Should I have not said something? Was this appropriate to just ignore this or should I have been actually more helpful? I, you know, I don't know. I'm still trying to process through that. But unfortunately, here's the thing too, right? In life, here's what I know is that we all know that couple. We all know that friend. We all know that relative uh, that we need to have that conversation that we need to make sure they understand that, hey, listen, right now, I think you're really, really, really screwing up. And I know you don't want to, and I know you need to step up, and I know you know that you need to step up and stop numbing yourself to this, or this is completely going on and you are acting as if you're oblivious to this in your life, and you need to start to be proactive. We all have that person. We all know that person, that we as leaders, if we love them enough, we at least need to have that conversation with them.
And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. And I'm not saying that you're going to like, you're not going to ruin a relationship from it because I have been there. I have done that. I continue to do that. But listen, I love them too much. I love you too much not to have this conversation with you. That's why it's being shared. So as I wrap this up, I want you to think of it in two roles, right? One is like, who in your life do you feel like you need to have this conversation with that you know that they are numbing themselves, that they are oblivious to things in their life that they say are important and they need to step up in? And then secondly, more importantly, inwardly, first of all, are there any areas in your life right now that you are numbing yourself in? that you are purposely being oblivious to that you need to confront. I bet you there's something. That's all I got for you guys. I know that's a hard one, but hey, listen, this is real life. This is what happens. And if you want to get better, you got to be willing to go there. And we'll get for James Bagel. Maybe talk a little bit of lighter stuff next time. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK Experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you next time.